Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Today I'm addressing eggs. What's up with eggs? I still get questions today about whether or not eggs are good for us. Many people still remember and hold on to when eggs were a diet disaster a long time ago. Back then, the message is that was that we should avoid or very much limit eggs because they contain so much cholesterol and were thought to be bad for your heart. Today, we now know that demonizing eggs was a gross error and that eggs have significant benefits to our overall health and provide several essential nutrients. And I bring this up because to this day, I still have people ask me about whether or not it is okay to eat eggs because of this long memory that we shouldn't have them very often. And I do acknowledge that this past recommendation may be one of the more damaging nutrition messages of the past few generations. People just cannot move past that messaging. And please understand, I tell people this all the time, nutrition is a science that evolves 
as we learn and understand it better, especially as we learn and understand how it has an impact on our long-term health. So I bring up all the time. We do know now that the earth is not flat. We do know now that the sun is not the center of the universe because science has a better understanding of that. So when we have these, what appear to be changing nutrition recommendations, it's not based on opinion, but based on new research, new science, helping us better understand these recommendations and how food and nutrients have an impact on our health. So I mentioned this, that people still hold on to the idea of eggs being harmful to us or get annoyed that that was once the message. But again, that's because science evolves. What I find interesting is that the same people who remember that they shouldn't eat eggs don't remember or don't know or don't pay attention or don't apply the messaging that we really should be getting plenty of fruits and vegetables in our diet. So here's the lowdown on eggs now. And as it's been true for several years, eggs are not harmful. They're not recommended to be off limits. And you don't need to throw out the yolk. That's where a lot of the essential nutrients, a lot of the important nutrients are. Now, eggs is a low-calorie, high-protein food. One large whole egg has 75 calories and 6 grams of protein on average. Eggs are one of the best protein sources since it's a complete protein. And by that, it just means that a complete protein has all nine of the essential amino acids that we need. So there are nine amino acids that humans need to get from food. I tell people, don't worry about it. Eat protein, ideally from animal sources or a variety of plant sources. And these amino acids or the protein in eggs are pretty easily digestible by most people. The egg white is about 20 calories and about three and a half grams of protein. And the egg yolks are about 55 calories and two and a half grams of protein. Again, on average in a large egg. So I don't recommend ditching one part of the egg. So don't get rid of the egg white or don't get rid of the egg yolk unless a recipe specifically calls for that just one part of the egg. So like, um, egg whites for meringue or angel food cake, you don't still don't need to toss the egg yolk, just use it in a different place cooking later or tomorrow's breakfast. Now, the fat and cholesterol content. Sticking with the large egg, it has about five grams of total fat. And of that, one and a half grams is saturated fat. And that's the kind that tends to increase the risk of heart disease. And at a one and a half grams is not really a significant amount. 
The rest of that fat of the five grams, three and a half grams, is the unsaturated healthy fats. So that's beneficial for us. So that pretty much outnumbers, not pretty much, it does outnumber by more than two times the unhealthy fats. So of all the fats in eggs, it is more healthy fat than it is less healthy fat. So this profile will make an egg about 30% saturated fat, 70% unsaturated fat. Now the cholesterol content of one egg is about 200 milligrams. Previously, the recommendation is to limit dietary cholesterol to 300 milligrams a day. And that's what made the amount of cholesterol in eggs, or I should say, this is what made eggs seem so unhealthy. However, the most recent dietary guidelines for Americans, as I'm recording this, it's we're on the 2020 to 2025 dietary guidelines. The mention of cholesterol in the dietary guidelines is mainly in the context of blood cholesterol, not dietary cholesterol. So the summary of the current guidelines is as follows. A note on trans fats and dietary cholesterol. The National Academies recommends that trans fat and dietary cholesterol consumption be as low as possible without compromising the nutritional adequacy of the diet. The USDA dietary patterns are limited in trans fats and low dietary cholesterol. Cholesterol and a small amount of trans fats occur naturally in some animal source foods. So that's what the current ish edition of the dietary guidelines says about cholesterol. That's really it. So really what we're looking at is it's the keywords there is keeping cholesterol as low as possible without compromising nutritional adequacy of the diet. Eggs are nutrient rich foods. There's a load of nutrition in there that in a lot of cases will outweigh the, the risk of having cholesterol in the food. And just to make a note, the 2015 edition of the Dietary Guidelines for Americans removed dietary cholesterol as a nutrient of concern. So when I speak with my clients, when I talk with students, when I speak to individuals, Dietary cholesterol is rarely something that we address as a potential concern. We need to watch more for trans fats and partially hydrogenated oils in our diet as I'm talking about the population. We don't need to ignore cholesterol intake, but I don't tell people to focus on it or to pay attention to it either unless they have a specific health concern. And even then, I take it in the context of their overall diet. What we do know is that a diet high in saturated fats, even from plant sources, is what increases blood cholesterol levels. So it is not the cholesterol in our diet that causes our blood cholesterol to go up. It is saturated fats that have a negative impact on our blood cholesterol. 
And while it was logical to assume that dietary cholesterol directly affected our blood cholesterol, it turns out that isn't the case. This idea is like assuming our car is out of gas when it doesn't want to start, when the battery is really the issue. It may seem like a logical consumption, consumption, assumption that our car is out of gas, but that's probably not accurate. So I say it's like putting water on our skin to moisturize it. That's not how it works. So while something may seem logical, as we better understand the science, and especially in the field of nutrition, how we have a reaction or how our body is affected by the foods we eat, we adjust our recommendations. Now getting back to eggs. While protein gets the headline with eggs, there is so much more to them. They are one of the few natural food sources of vitamin D and a nutrient called choline. They also contain lutein and zeaxanthin. And this is where I remind people, just because you can't pronounce it doesn't mean you shouldn't eat it. Most people, when they see the word zeaxanthin, it's a tough one, they can't pronounce it, but it is really important for eye health. So the egg yolk is a natural source of vitamin D, and eating an average of one egg a day can help with proper vitamin D levels. Though I do make a note that if your healthcare provider still suggests supplementing, do follow their recommendation with regard to vitamin D. Choline is an essential nutrient, as I mentioned that briefly. And we refer to choline as a vitamin-like substance. Though it's not one of the B vitamins, it does tend to fall into the same grouping as the B vitamins. And in 1998, choline became an essential nutrient by the Institutes of Medicine. So again, nutrition is continually evolving. When I was going to college, we were briefly talking about choline, but it was not yet considered an essential nutrient or not officially classified as an essential nutrient. So keep in mind, things change all the time. So choline is essential for brain and nervous system development and health. It's crucial during pregnancy as well as throughout life. And it also has functions related to muscle control and cell membranes. And some of the top sources of choline are beef liver, which I often tell people beef liver would be a multivitamin mineral food, but a lot of people don't eat it and you don't want to have too much of it. Choline is also found in other beef sources, soybeans, and then eggs, of course. There are many different sources, but really eggs are the top of the list for ones that of, of foods that contain choline that people will eat and is readily available. And then, as I mentioned, lutein and zeaxanthin, these are often touted as dietary supplements related to eye health. However, these are phytochemicals, plant chemicals. These are good things that when we consume them throughout life, these are antioxidants that are correlated with reducing the risk of macular degeneration and cataracts. 
So eggs aren't the only source of vitamin D, choline, lutein, zeaxanthin, and of course protein. They're just one of many foods that contribute to the overall intake of these nutrients. So even though I'm saying eggs are okay, I'm not necessarily saying to go through a dozen a week. The general recommendation is that the equivalent of seven whole eggs a week is just fine. Eggs are a great breakfast, snack, part of dinner. One or two eggs are okay with breakfast, and then I say have some fruit and toast with it. A hard-boiled egg or two makes a great snack or can go with lunch, and it's pretty darn portable. And if you aren't sure what to have for dinner, I make quiche on a regular basis, but even an omelet or a frittata is just fine. I just tell people, maybe you don't want to do all this in one day, having eggs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I do say making eggs yourself is much better than having them at a restaurant, and I mean much healthier. Most people don't realize that restaurants add fat, butter, or oil are the two most common fats when they cook their eggs. You can ask for your eggs without added fats if you can remember. And if you do choose an egg dish at a restaurant, remember that it's pretty likely it's a lot higher in calories than that 70-75 calorie average because of the added fat. And when I mentioned I make quiche pretty regularly, a couple times a month, a whole quiche, full pie plate, nine inch pie plate of quiche is three eggs in total. So it's not as much as many people think. When it comes to risk of food poisoning, we do want to ensure that we are consuming eggs fully cooked. So consuming raw or undercooked eggs increases the risk of getting salmonella. So the risk of salmonella being in an egg is pretty rare. It's estimated about one per 20,000 eggs. And that risk increases with poor refrigeration or cross-contamination or poor quality control at the farm, or even as more recently, when people, people are having their own backyard chicken coops, salmonella risk is higher in those cases because chickens carry that, that bacteria around all over. So we never know which egg could be contaminated. So even though it's one out of 20,000 per the estimate, we just never know which one it is. So we should treat them as if they're all contaminated. And if your recipe calls for raw eggs that you won't eventually cook, then I do recommend buying pasteurized eggs. And that's where you can buy it in the carton. And those are real eggs. And it just doesn't have the risk of contamination. And here's a question I get a lot. Do you need to refrigerate your eggs? Well, if you live in the United States, the short answer is probably yes. When we buy eggs commercially in the United States, those eggs are washed before they're sold. And what this means is when the hens lay their eggs, there's a protective coating that surrounds the shell. And commercial egg farmers wash the eggs and they lose this protective coating. So that's why the, the need to refrigerate them. If you get fresh eggs, 
either from your chickens or from somebody else. You don't need to wash them and you can keep them at room temperature. I get eggs regularly from a family member and we always have this agreement of, you know, just let me know if they're washed or not, or I double check. And that determines where I store them. There's nothing wrong with storing unwashed eggs in the refrigerator, but if they're washed, they must be in the refrigerator. So there's nothing wrong there. And I say, there's nothing wrong with old eggs. I put old eggs in quotes. You don't need to throw them out. Eggs, even a couple months after they've been laid or been purchased, are still acceptable to eat. There's been times where I've bought eggs and they sat in the fridge for nearly four months. No problem, as long as I cooked them and they were in the shell that entire time. So, bottom line, go ahead and have eggs if you enjoy them. Don't worry about limiting them or avoiding them out of prior concerns or prior recommendations. Enjoy your eggs in moderation as with all things. And that's real world nutrition for this week. You take care. Bye for now. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.